Hello, everybody, and welcome to the test life number one, two. What is No, it's two. Two, two one, one, four. four. <laughs> Just mixing up the numbers. Uh, here we are on the 11th of August, 2021. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, with us, as always, Mr. Casey Green joins us from the D.C. area. How's it going? How hot and sticky is it, Casey? Well, it was pretty hot until the thunderstorm started, so now I'm just waiting for the air conditioner to catch back up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. We're just uh, we're living through a thunderstorm right at this moment, <laughs> so I'm just hoping that the power stays on. But Same, uh, but I've got the iPad on standby just in case. Okay. All right. So <laughs> so out there, who knows what could happen? This, this may be a real short episode. We don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> uh, very good. Well, thanks for joining us. We got a ton of Tesla news, as always. Oh, and uh, let's get right into it. Casey's got our first story. What's I happening sure at Car and Driver? So, Car and Driver, they were practicing some, how do you say, reporting. And uh, <laughs> they took what happened with Consumer Reports and Tesla Autopilot in their um, uh, instructions on how to defeat it. <laughs> and uh, and they decided they would bring 17 other vehicles and run four tests to see which ones would pass. And they had 17 failures, uh, including the, the Tesla. So it's not, it's not that if you put a dedicated person who's trying to defeat the safety devices behind the wheel that, that the other cars are somehow safer. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to do something bad enough, uh, the machine's not going to stop. My favorite was uh, one of the ones they were able to bypass with a pair of googly eyes. <laughs> so they had someone asleep, but they had like googly eyes over their eyes. They didn't have anybody in the chair. It was just a pair of googly oh, eyes hanging from the seatbelt. On the back of the seat, okay. <laughs> on the seatbelt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, so, they have a uh, quick little video on it. I I, I made it part way through. <laughs> Those, uh, those teddy bear eyes are on the road. No, they're not. They're not even real. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a big surprise, is it? That um, that they're that if someone wants to defeat this stuff, all they have to do is it trial and error, and they can do it. Like th right. there's no real way to stop it. Um, you know, even with the basic stuff, it can be beaten, and the stuff that's a little bit more tricky, all that does is it takes more trial and error. And that's uh, right. People that say, well, why why doesn't so-and-so put a put a weight sensor in the seat? And if nobody's because potatoes. there's nothing stopping them from putting a sack of potatoes in the seat. <laughs> and uh from this other one uh, with a couple of googly eyes at the top. But uh it's it's a mess. It really is. It's what about I a heat sensor, it, big potato. You can't, you can't have it completely open, obviously. No. Mm. But um, you know, covering the basic stuff so that yeah. uh that it, at least a person has to try to circumnavigate the rules um, is is what everyone should do. I don't know if we can, you know, we can't really build a better mousetrap to stop the idiots because the idiots always come up with a new way uh, to beat that. So it's, uh, it's in, there's the googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Weights oh, on the steering man. wheel. Um... I don't know. 
Oh, I guess this is their emergency break in case they. So they actually were a little bit safer at it, even though they were on the, their own closed track. Theirs was still even safer than our friends at uh, at uh, Consumer Reports. I love the uh, I love the zip tied brake pedal thing. They strapped it on there. You know, we're gonna stop this car if it needs to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, and then there's the video I was telling you about. Uh, I recommend to give that a watch. And uh, this is just an animation proving that yeah, it works. It, it, it's, it can't. You can't stop them. Like if someone wants to defeat it, they can defeat it. There's no question about it. Yep. And then uh, here's their. Uh, wow, that's a serious failure. Driver seat unbuckled. No effect. Cancels lane centering. No effect. Oh my. Oh well. What? That's actually worse because theirs is. You don't even have to hold the wheel with the um, with the uh, super cruise. Yeah. So unbuckling the seatbelt and it not doing anything is extremely bad. <laughs> oh man. Messy, messy, messy. <laughs> yes. So uh, first in the chat this evening was uh, was hockey day and uh, good evening, uh, Anders. Anders joins us from Stockholm. Stock. Hockey day from Sarnia. <laughs> Welcome all. Yes. Well, on to our next story. And uh, this one's about uh, Model S and Model X price increase, $5,000. Again. Now, now <laughs> you may be thinking, hey, didn't you guys just say that, you know, a week ago or so? Last uh, three yeah. weeks? <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, because this is the second round of $5,000 price increases for the S and the X. Yes. So uh, that's uh, ten thousand for those of you out there that are are not counting. Um, so uh, yeah, it's you know with with the not just the S and the X, uh, not this week but previous weeks, of course the uh, the Y and the three have seen uh, some price increases as well. Not five grand at a pop, uh, but uh, still significant price increases are going across the board. I'd be curious to know if other car manufacturers are hitting uh, their price uh, like this as well. Um, because you gotta believe that some of this is supply and demand uh, based on the shortages that suppliers are having out there with certain parts, uh, chips and other key components of putting these cars together. But it, you know, is this inflation? Is this uh, supplier problems? Uh, what is this causing the price? Or is it just that Tesla's selling out regardless? Um, I, think, I think a little bit of both. Uh, I suspect that if you go to a traditional dealership, you won't find any manufacturer uh, incentives. Or if, if you do, they'll be like tokens rather than, you know, significant like they were before. And then right. you're also seeing uh, not just, the you know, what's going on in the used car market. You're also seeing a lot of dealerships doing their market adjustment garbage. Here's five thousand dollars just because we said so. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or or ten, uh, and then maybe they get called out by Ford. Maybe. Maybe. So it's uh it's something that uh, I don't know. It, it starts to get concerning though. If you were if you were hanging on wanting to buy a car, um, keep hanging on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it, it becomes a question of should you wait? Does this wave start to go away at some point? Mm -hmm. Um. We really, we really don't know. We really we're, don't know. What we're seeing in the uh, PC parts land is uh, it's finally becoming easier to get a hold of 
the components that have been harder to, to reach before and at, at a minimal markup. They're still not quite at, at, at the list price. So uh, if you don't need new computer components yet, I would also hold off on that until they finish getting back to normal. Yeah. And hopefully the cars do the same thing. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of, kind of concerning watching the price climb like that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting strategy because on the three and the Y, they kind of did slow uh, little bumps repeatedly. Five hundred bumps, right? Five hundred yeah. to thousand to fifteen hundred, just bump, 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 bump. And then on the S and X, they said, "Boom!" <laughs> Can't hold back. Yeah. Yeah, but but at the same time, uh, we we've got folks getting emails saying that they are not going to get their Model S Plaid until um, they were looking at January, and now it's February at the at the earliest. And there are other people who are you know. Their their cars are arriving in in the uh, in the store or uh, delivery center lots, and uh, and they're going to get the get theirs before the, the supply completely dries up. And then other areas like in in some parts of China and other markets, we see an actual price decreases on on some units, some some models and trims. So it's it appears that Tesla is trying to balance out the the fact that they have sold out whole. Uh, Production quantities, whole quarters. quarters. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I bought a car today. You'll see it in June of next year. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it this time <laughs> next year. Yes, so, got to order the car a year in advance. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, well, with that, there's an update that hit uh, the Tesla website. This was, of course, the Supercharger quarterly update, and it wasn't quite quarterly. It was more like four months. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it it is uh, interesting for those of you out there that are looking to see if Tesla's filling in a supercharger hole close to you or an area that you like to travel. Uh, so you can go to the Tesla.com website. Uh, you can click on charging and then select uh, charging on the road. It brings you to, of course, that map of uh, either the U.S., Europe, or Asia. You click on one of those maps, and then you have the ability to go into detail and it will uh, allow you to search for specifics uh, as well as you can delete things. Like you could delete, I don't want to see service stations. I don't want to see um, destination chargers. You can remove things. And then it also shows you in gray uh, proposed superchargers for the areas that they're supposed to be showing up in. And if you hover over those icons, it also lets you know what quarter they expect uh, those, what year, what quarter. They expect those chargers to come online. So uh, it's an interesting little tool that you can use right from the Tesla website to uh, to find out what's happening around you or in areas uh, that you're concerned about. So I would uh, I would I've definitely taken a look at that uh, map a few times. This article that we received from uh, Drive Tesla Canada uh, it has a listing of all the Canadian sites as well as the U.S. sites. But there just seems to be more detail on the Canadian side of things. Uh, I wonder why. This <laughs> uh, this, this on the screen uh, for those of you not on the audio <laughs> edition uh, is is a, is a third party site, Supercharge.info, uh, showing what they know of what's under construction, what's in service, what's in permits uh, around the world. Exactly, always a great resource for sure. Yes, and. Uh, yeah, so uh, check out, that out, and uh, that uh, rolls us into the next story, which is a little bit out of this world. What's going on, Casey? A little bit out of this world. About to be it, out of this world, I guess. At least, it's, yes, it, it's it will be soon. 
<laughs> currently sitting on the coast of Texas. So uh, our friend Tim Dodd at The Everyday Astronaut um, on YouTube and elsewhere, he had a chance to do a three-part interview with Elon. And I say three-part, uh, he produced it in three parts, but it was really a, what was it, two and a half hour? Yeah. <laughs> Just exactly. walk along with Elon. <laughs> And uh, we learned all sorts of awesome uh, details about Starship that we that we might not have gathered as quickly. Uh, they kind of said the heck with ITAR, and then we we got to see <laughs> see the engines up close. Uh, we got to see the uh, some of the equipment that's going to be on the the quick disconnect for the uh, Starship itself on on the on the launch tower. Uh, uh, an employee drove Elon and and uh, and crew out to. The, the the launch pad uh, while it was under construction before the the stacking event and it was it was pretty it was pretty cool to see so if you happen to have you know uh, a pair of hours and a half, hours. And a half, and a half hour yeah to uh, to watch this <laughs> uh, has this a, picture that we're sharing here uh, yeah this of course is one of the grid fins uh, for the uh, booster rocket for uh, Starship absolutely and it's like the size it's bigger than a car. Like it's a massive piece of machinery. Uh, that, it's like the uh, size of the crane. <laughs> it, it, and it, this, they're just holding on to. I forget the how how heavy it is, but it's ridiculously heavy. But these are the fins that sit on the Falcon Nine that currently fold are folded down when the rocket takes off, and then they pop up as the rocket comes back for recovery. In the case of Starship. The fin apparently is not going to be folded out at all or folded in at all. So when it takes off, it is going to be in the out position. So that's kind of different um, to see that that would be, uh, I guess, uh, aerodynamically useful. I, yeah. I'm not sure how that happens, but uh, that apparently is one of the things uh, that is going to be uh, the case uh, with, when it comes to the new uh, larger rocket. Yeah. And that uh, that was one of the things we saw on the stream. Uh, Elon pointed it out to, to Tim. Tim's like, all right, so these ones won't fold. And Elon said, none of them will fold. <laughs> exactly. We just rotate them. Yeah. So uh, very cool. It's, yeah, like it's, it's kind of long, so you may want to take it in uh, some chunks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, an hour at a setting or half an hour at a setting, uh, it's it's well worth it's very interesting watching what's happening at spaceport uh, a lot of stuff going on talks about a second launch pad they talk about uh, some information uh, as to uh, the I guess the actual launch table was being installed uh, the yeah. next day and you get to see him have a, a you get to see him have an actual conference with his engineers in the field. <laughs> They talked about yeah. hiring. They, 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 exactly. they didn't hold anything back. I was like, just he, he uh, Elon said uh, uh, in one of the videos, he said something to the effect of everybody has dirty laundry. We're just doing ours in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. Absolutely. Uh, next, we're going to skip over to the White House. Let's go to the White House. So at the White House last week, there was an EV event that happened. And all the big EV companies were there. All you say? One, except for <laughs> one. Maybe, the, of course, the biggest EV company was not there. We had Ford, we had GM, we had um, the old Chrysler or Stellantis, I guess it's now called. Stellantis. 
Uh, the, they were the all Europeans. <laughs> uh, but uh, Tesla, with uh, sales of 54% of all EVs in the United States are Teslas, they weren't invited. And uh, I guess the uh, press secretary kind of danced around when that question came up. Where was Tesla? Were they invited? Uh, Elon, of course, had replied on Twitter already to a few other people that had known that issue very quickly. And he had responded that, no, we, we didn't even get an invite. And, uh, of course, we, we know what the problem is. The White House didn't come out and say it, technically. Uh, but the, the problem is, is that uh, Tesla is not a union shop. And that because, is what the Biden administration has hung their hat on. It gets worse than that. Jobs. It gets worse than that. There are a whole bunch of foreign non-union um, shops that were allowed to uh, put out a one-pager in the question and answer section. You know, it was never called on and no light was brought to it. But guess who wasn't on that? Because they're not foreign. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you had Japan, uh, uh, all the Japanese uh, makers. You had Toyota, Honda, uh, Mitsubishi. You had uh, Volkswagen and and the others. They were they were able to put in their little one-liners and... and um, they didn't want to mention the union at all, and uh, and then somebody pointed out that that Ford and and the uh, uh, the other big three they they had a one liner thanking the unions at the end of their speech, where they didn't mention them at all except for on their way out the door. Hey, thanks for the unions. And so this was just so awkward. Yeah, it's 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 disappointing. Uh, I understand the optics. I understand that when you're in charge. You're trying not to step on anybody and please everyone all at the same time. And I can understand, I can appreciate how that's difficult to do, but why wouldn't they just, you know, have a different event? Why wouldn't they, you know, try to have be inclusive of yeah. everyone in the one event or have a couple events uh, over a couple of weeks? You know, I, I, I just think that they're really missing the ball here uh, w without trumpeting what, Tesla has brought to the market. The, the fact that all those other groups wouldn't even be involved in EVs to the scope that they are today without Tesla's involvement. I, I really, I, and, and so many people not even realizing that Tesla exists still. Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, I think they've really done Tesla a disservice. I, I know it's not going to hurt them uh, to any real effect, um, but it would have been nice to give Tesla some free publicity as an American-made company uh, that's employing Americans at the White House. I just yeah. think that they should have found a way to include Tesla in the event or into in a separate event. Uh, I just think that uh, the Biden administration has missed the boat on this one, clearly. Yeah, we'll see if they uh, write that that situation by the time uh, next year rolls around, everybody's got their stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, kind of sad, uh, but uh, that's some of the news that happened this week as well. So uh, unfortunately we'll, we'll have to see if, uh, if uh, they can make a correction on this or, you know, do something else uh, to uh, right the ship. But uh, I think it was a big opportunity missed by the Biden administration there. Next, on to the Model Y landing in Europe. And it you flies? may ask, you, you may ask <laughs> Mark, how, how is it possible that the Model Y has arrived in Europe? Is, is Giga Berlin finished? Have you won the bet against Patrick? <laughs> uh, 
No, I, I wish I could say otherwise, but no, I have not. Uh, Giga Berlin, you're correct, is not operational yet. Still waiting for final approvals. They're raring to go apparently, but they don't have the final approvals at this point. And it's 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 forecast that we're probably looking at the end of the year before they're making any cars is what uh, what they think at this point. But instead of having Europe not get some Model Ys why they could, it looks like uh, Tesla has begun shipping uh, from other sites, mainly China, uh, shipping Model Ys completed uh, or uh, Fremont. I, I'm not sure exactly if they're coming from both or one or the other. I, I believe I believe from what I've seen, it is China that's shipping the Model Y uh, to Europe. So a few Europeans are starting to get their hands on the Model Y, uh, but uh, you know it, it's not going to be a drastic amount. It's certainly not going to fill all the orders that are out there or will be out there for the Model Y once it starts to arrive in volume. Uh, but it is good to see that you know Tesla does have this now. It has this ability that they can uh, create and ship cars uh, from a few different uh, factories, uh, whereas before they were stuck just to Fremont. And as we bring on Giga Texas and as Berlin comes online, uh, that, that ability is only going to be able to increase. So they'll be able to shift resources, uh, shift output, and uh, help uh, get vehicles uh, to areas that they want to be purchased in uh, quickly. So. This is a, an example, a small example at this point, but uh, it is a, a big plus for Tesla being able to pivot like this and start to uh, supply vehicles from different factories uh, that uh, typically in the past with only one uh, plant, they were unable to do. Yeah, uh, Derek brings up a good point. There was a uh, an interview in the plant. That was cool. Uh, I also didn't understand anything that was going on there. <laughs> and um, apparently, apparently, Elon has flown into Berlin today or this mm -hmm. afternoon, and he is supposed to be there as the German chancellor uh, is visiting the site. Oh, so cool. uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, there's some snippets on the news uh, that happen either late today or, or tomorrow. There was also um, a little tidbit that came out that the uh, number of complaints of uh, protesters or whatever we want to call these astroturfers, uh, they've gone down significantly. So uh, there were 300 of one type of complaint that's down now to uh, 99, and there were um, 100 or so of another type of complaint that's now down to the 20s. Casey, shh, don't say stuff like that. That'll just get them all riled up to start oh. spitting <laughs> complaints again. You, you let sleeping dogs lie. That's what you do. <laughs> Elon liked the tweet. That's how I found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of uh, another story, Casey's got, uh, let's head off to another area. And uh, this one's underground. Go underground. So um, the Boring Company is putting out some more unsolicited bids. This time they've gone to San, um, San Antonio and Austin. So if those are accepted, then they'll be put out for, uh, depending on the bidding process for each of those cities, but they'll probably be put out for uh, competitive bids. And then uh, we might start to see these boring networks just pop up all over the world. And that's exciting. Yeah, apparently the, uh, the Austin bid 
uh, head something from downtown uh, towards the airport and, uh, of course, to the Tesla. Here in Texas. Texas. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that is something interesting. That uh, Is there that much uh, crazy traffic in Austin? Well, everywhere there's crazy traffic. But uh, it's interesting to see that uh, they're, they're proposing something to downtown Austin and airport. And, of course, San Antonio is, is similar that an airport or a close to an airport stop, stop is involved as well. Yeah. Uh, San Bernardino, was it San Bernardino, California? That sounds uh, right. Or, no, or was it um, the Ontario Airport in California? Yeah. Um, there was a, I guess, proposal that's been sitting in limbo for a while. Uh, we've oh. heard, we've heard a few times uh, about that. In fact, that's where the leak about the twelve-seater car that could hold all the luggage came from. Was the <laughs> yeah. Ontario Airport uh, bid? But I uh, haven't heard anything more of that. And, of course, the Fort Lauderdale one, they're in the middle of that 45-day, um, I guess, uh, waiting to get another bid. Uh, yeah. I don't think one's coming. But uh, we'll have to see at the end of the 45 days if some more information comes up about that. Um, the Los, Los Alos Street or Boulevard Loop, it's called. So basically downtown Fort Lauderdale to the beach um so uh two tunnels so very that would be that would be really cool if they would do that Derek. <laughs> uh yeah uh, there was there was talk remember uh, a while ago there was talk about putting a uh, a link uh underground for the seat factory uh directly into fremont yeah they did so, is that done like is that yeah. actually but it, it wasn't the boring company did it. Was oh it? No, 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 no. I didn't. Think or at least so. not officially. Yeah. 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 They they just had people in there with shovels and buckets. Probably, however, other companies do it. I mean, it's, it was just across the street. <laughs> Quietly. <laughs> I doubt it was quiet at night. Like the Vegas <laughs> movie. Oh, uh, the Vegas loop continues. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, another story we're going to update tonight is about India. Um, remember last week we talked about how India's import duties on vehicles uh, were extremely high. If you get over a $40,000 U.S. equivalent vehicle in India, the uh, import tax on that vehicle is 100%. So you're basically doubling the price of the car. If it's below that $40,000 uh, plateau, uh, it's a 50% increase in price uh, for that import duty. So uh, Tesla had, of course, said to India uh, in its its own way that, hey, listen, we just can't do those type of import fees. If you want us to consider building a car in your country, we need to see what the, the kind of, uh, I guess, the demand for the vehicles are, and we can't sell a car that's double its value. It's just it's just going to cut our market uh, too greatly. So India at that point had said, you know what? We need to protect our internal auto uh, companies. We're not going to budge on this. But this week's report from Tasmanian Tesla, uh, indicates that uh, they're looking at this now, uh, that they're considering uh, a move on those tax credits uh, on imported, possibly EVs only. There's a number of different ways they can go with this. And another bit of information is that Volkswagen has come in to the aid, uh, adding their voice to Tesla, saying, listen, 
it, it, you know, you're, you're really cutting yourself out of the market for other companies to build factories in your country with this type of uh, uh, import tax attached. So why don't you lower it or look at it at least? Uh, and so VW is, is adding their voice to it, uh, hoping that uh, India will start to take a look at what the, they've been doing uh, with this import tax. It's good to see them come back to the table because uh, according to the, the most recent climate report that was released this week, uh, India stands to, to have a lot of damage. If they're, you know, I mean, yes, you want to have, you know, economic stability, but you also want to have a place to actually put these factories, no matter who's working in them. So uh, I think that's the whole point of compromise is not everybody gets everything they want. So uh, we can see this be a start. And then once they see that this works out well, then the local companies and uh, Tesla and VW can then do whatever they need to do to go further towards the, uh, the, the goals of the Indians. Or the Indian people, I should say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, you know, I understand the protectionism, trying to yeah. protect your internal auto uh, manufacturing. And then, of course, the other thing is that people are saying is that, well, if Tesla was to build a factory in India, then those import duties would not apply. Right. Yeah. But I mean, with this but it's, it's, it's you've got to invest like five billion dollars to build a factory that's right. going to be self-sufficient. Uh, it's it's also, of course, going to benefit India and the fact that it's pulling from suppliers locally like they did in China, like yeah. they're going to do in Berlin. Uh, so there's, a, you know, there's a number of spinoffs uh, that the country gets uh, if a c company invests that type of dollars in India. Um, yeah, but I mean, you, you have to have some sort of assurance that when you put that five billion down on the table that, that you're not lighting it on fire. <laughs> And, and and India also has to realize that, you know, they're dealing with uh, some of these CEOs are really petty people. And uh, I could see them totally just setting up a factory right across the border in Pakistan or uh, China or wherever, just just because they lost the, uh, the argument. So <laughs> kid gloves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kid gloves. And uh, Derek's comment there about uh, visiting Fremont employee parking was packed. Um, when I was there uh, doing the factory tour, there wasn't an available parking spot. I had to drive really? around for 20 minutes looking for a spot to park just to take the factory tour. So, oh, uh, yeah, I would I would agree. The parking lot is packed. Uh, we even had those stories from Remember the Days with What Drives Us about the yeah. uh, Tesla parking lot where people would be parking on bullards and everything else just to find a spot. Uh, yeah. That's always been the case, apparently, Derek. Uh, they've yeah. always been packed in there like sardines. I remember in 14 or 15 where they, uh, where that report came out about them writing the tickets uh, in the lot and they had the, uh, the, the, the dollies that you put under the wheel and you pump it with your foot and you could lift the car and then push it right. out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So they're just shuffling them around, uh, throwing them on tow trucks. Like it was, it was crazy town there for parking always has been. So yeah. Kind of strange. Um, hopefully, hopefully, they have enough at the at the uh, at the ground up factories, uh, the all the gigas and Terra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, the Berlin people are going to complain that the parking lot's too big. They parking lot's land. too big. There aren't enough buses. There's too many buses. From the cardboard forest <laughs> and the uh, the friendly anthills uh, that uh, are suffering. So and the bus depot uses too much water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, well, uh, also, if, if you're watching this for the first time and haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point. And if you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? It's not going to get any cheaper. So go ahead and subscribe now. That helps us out, uh, helps us get in front of more eyeballs, and we would really appreciate that. So thank you very much for doing so. Next story. We've got a little bit of something about what? A Mad Max mobile? What's this about, Casey? Yes. So um, our friend Rich Benoit, uh, he... You know him as Uncle Rich, Uncle, Uncle Rich Rebuilds. He got together with, um, I forget their name. Um, uh, Stephen was, plumber. Yeah, Stephen was talking about how they were bad plumbers, and they're, they're like, we're not plumbers. And <laughs> uh, you got a photo for this one? I can grab a photo, absolutely. And they, uh, they got together and found themselves a uh, totaled Model 3 all-wheel drive. And then they went ahead and wanted to make something that they could go off-roading with. And it does look a little bit like Mad Max, but uh, it's kind of how I would expect Mad Max would actually be with electric cars, solar cells, all that sort of thing. And uh, they put in go. a couple of, yeah, they put in a couple of uh, modifications. They lifted the, the vehicle. They, uh, they put offsets on the wheels. They uh, made the hood look a little more rugged and then painted it so it wasn't brown. <laughs> Uh, Tesla wouldn't sell them any headlights because Rich was asking for it, and so they, they got their own. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with the gas cans on, on the electric car. Uh, they weren't featured in, in either video. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that till now. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah what, uh, what is up with that? Like, who would think that? Uh, I mean, it would make sense. A, if, that's got to be an inside joke from... It's got to uh, be. Rich rebuilds. It's got to be because they would make sense if they were like uh, if they had like uh, the eco eco EcoFlow batteries on there or something. But uh, I don't I don't know what they were going for with well, those. What cascades. I thought was wild was when they cut the exterior of the hood to reveal that, uh, the honeycomb. that honeycomb look. Yeah, uh, that's just the inside of the hood, right? And it uh, is. all they did was they spray painted it uh, black yeah. to get rid of the brown color that it uh, comes in. I guess that's just the anti-rust coating exactly uh, but uh they they just cut it out for looks uh took a a grinder to the hood and cut out that uh, u-shape and yeah man that was like i was i was i felt sad when i saw him bring up that to cut out the <laughs> hood. but but uh you'll also notice that at the front all the um all the radiator stuff has been moved yep and it's up under that honeycomb. Underneath that honeycomb. So yeah. uh, it's, I guess it's, it's airflow. Serving the purpose of airflow, exactly. Yeah. It also, um, it also made sure that the radiators were out of the the, the, the danger zone when it came yeah. to off roading. Uh, up front, you see they've installed a hitch, and uh, when they took it off road, uh, it it did manage to uh, to get itself stuck and unstuck. And uh, one of them had alluded that they used it to unstick the uh, the sherp. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Richard Builds has a uh, shirt that they've taken it down to the aluminum and then polished that up so it looks very, uh, very rugged and more like a uh, cyber tank rather than uh, like a military vehicle. Because as we know, he has a, an issue with getting pulled over by the police. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is in the video, you can, of course, see that in the notes. There's a link to the uh, Rich Rebuilds video. Yes. But in that video, it shows uh, this strange 
I guess, strange parade of vehicles going yeah. out to the off-road. It's like, no <laughs> wonder they get pulled over. Like, it, it looks like it's Mad Max <laughs> it in, does. in Massachusetts. Like, it, it, it looks crazy with yeah. the vehicles that they take out to the off-road track. And they're driving these vehicles on regular streets to get to this place. So uh, it's you got a cyber truck, a cyber quad, a, <laughs> a Sherp. Nobody even knows what a Sherp is. You yeah, got, like, like a you Sherp got this. is basically four tires that almost rub together and it's yeah. uh, on stilts. Like it's crazy. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I love I love the entertainment value of this uh, site. Just uh, seeing them build and fabricate uh, something like this uh, was was fun to watch. Yeah, but uh, the this is unlike his other build videos. This one doesn't take like five episodes. He gets it done in one with, the, yeah. with his other crew. And then if you watch their channel, it's another angle basically of that same build, also in one episode. That's not done, so you'll have to go to the plumbing guys and see what they have coming up next. And I am excited to see what they pull off next because. Uh, this is one of the arguments that people make about why they can't go electric. Oh, they're so heavy and they don't have four-wheel drive and they can't crawl, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you, you don't realize how much torque these things have, do you? <laughs> it's just all they need is proper tires, and, and now this one has that. <laughs> uh, exactly. Hockey Day says he can't give you a tip because uh, you haven't told YouTube how to, how to get money. I'll give you a tip, Hockey Day. I'll, I'll send you, uh, I'll send you a PayPal uh, email address. That, oh, that works. Yeah, that'll work. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, another story we're going to touch upon is uh, local. Well, not really local to me. This is uh, from Sudbury, Ontario. Closer and to you. Sudbury is northern Ontario, uh, <laughs> far north uh, above where I am in Ontario. Uh, but uh, we've got a few photos that we can share for this one as well. Excellent. Let me just uh, share the screen. There we go. You seen these, Casey? I am seeing these. Very good. That, yeah. of course, is the big nickel in the background. That's what Sudbury's famous for, mining of nickel. So oh, they've okay. got a, a massive uh, nickel uh, in the city to signify, of course, uh, that they're, they're a mining community and have been uh, for a long, long time. Uh, but what we've got in the forefront is a couple of uh, Model 3s that have been purchased by the Greater Sudbury uh, Paramedic Group. Uh, these are community par paramedic vehicles. So these are not used uh, in emergencies where, you know, if you call 911, uh, these will not come out to you. But they bought four of these Model 3s to use in their community uh, paramedic uh, fleet. And uh, these vehicles are used for some supervisory roles. They're used for uh, checkups and regular things they're doing with the community. Uh, they're used for community outreach. Uh, they're used uh, for um, some, um, uh, I guess, uh, services that are uh, the paramedics will uh, deliver, uh, but it's not on an emergency basis. So this doesn't, of course, eliminate ambulances, uh, nor can it, because, of course, the room, there's not an, enough room in these vehicles to house the different pieces of medical equipment that are required in an emergency situation. Yeah. But uh, it is uh, good to see that they've retired a number of uh, gas vehicles to replace them with the Teslas. And, of course, they're citing the same reasons that we've seen from police departments and others, that these vehicles are on a lot of the time. 
Uh, there's a lot of idling that's involved. And with an electric vehicle, all that expense uh, that just goes poof from a gas vehicle is not used. You've got, uh, you've got uh, an electricity uh, that's being used uh, for the fuel. Uh, in Canada, that uh, fuel price becomes one quarter or one fifth of what it is uh, for a gas vehicle with the taxes that we have on gas here. So uh, it makes a big difference uh, for anyone to go electric. And of course, fleet owners, they only know too well uh, that these vehicles uh, are going to save them money based on how long they idle, how far they go. And of course, uh, fleet owners know exactly down to the penny how much money has been spent on these vehicles to fuel them. So uh, a big plus uh, for the uh, community paramedic uh, group of Greater Sudbury. I'm noticing in the background uh, on the right-hand side of the photo, what are those guys there? Uh, are you to, the, to, the, to the further right, further right. And go up. Ah, solar panels. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for guys. That's why I was. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote that out of context. <laughs> so... Um, uh, we, we, we keep saying time and again that if you let the bean counters get involved, that uh, electric's going to win anyway just because they make sense. And uh, and, and this is being proven time and again with, with fleets now that, that they have an affordable vehicle in the Model 3 and the Model Y. Exactly. And it doesn't hurt that they're fun to drive, too. <laughs> I think they're underutilizing the frunk. That's just my opinion. But, uh, <laughs> having this one basket just does not seem to be uh, – they, they could utilize it more. But it is critical with the cleanliness. That, that <laughs> is that is that is a sanitizing wipe bottle. Yep. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they took stuff out so they could take the photos. Yeah, it was too cluttered. <laughs> we had to we had to clean it up. But, that's that's uh, where they yeah, put their lunch. <laughs> the city the city bought four of these. So uh, congratulations to the city of Sudbury, Ontario, and uh, we look forward that this can be uh, an example to other communities. Uh, that have because obviously almost all communities uh, of a certain size would have the need uh, that Sudbury has, and of course uh, they're kind of leading the way. And hopefully uh, they can publish the results that they get uh, from uh, the savings and uh, be able to share that with other communities uh, so that they can make the transition a lot easier. Yeah, I wonder if they'll be able to do something like a, a drop-in. Um, like 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 a camper and 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 do it for an ambulance on Cybertruck. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think that um, I think that uh, Tesla has so much on their plate. Yeah, so I was thinking like an upfitter instead of you know because they can't really cut into the skin without having yeah. to add all sorts of extra reinforcements. But if they did a drop in and instead of it being like a, a an RV. Instead, it was an ambulance or a firefighter command vehicle or, you know, the FBI van or whatever. I think that they would see the savings of that particular outfit as well. But plus, it's yeah. already got, you know, 40 amp power right there. It's at 240 volts. If, if Tesla <laughs> could, could just get by, and they will, they will in time. But once they get by this battery constraint issue that they've mm -hmm. been experiencing for a couple of Ever. years now, a year and a half. <laughs> Um, it's been worse, uh, but uh, once they get by that, if they could design a sprinter van, that would be sharp. That would be that would that would service so many industries and so many fleets. 
it would be ridiculous. Like yeah. everyone's always talked about the, you know, the the Ford um, Transit van uh, yeah. or the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. That type of a design uh, is is used in so many different industries. Uh, even recreational use yes. uh, is is a is a win for consumers. So getting one design and then of course just putting the thought into how can it be multi-use? What what different things can we add, or how do we place things so that this can be used by as many industries as possible? Would be a huge win. And I realize that the Tesla just they don't they don't have the batteries to service what they're doing now, uh, and they've only got bigger projects in front of them. The semi is going to use a ton, a literal ton, a literal of ton of batteries <laughs> uh, for every truck. Like yes. it's going to be insane the amount of batteries that's going to be used in that application. So, I you know they're going to have to get the 4680 streamlined to be produced, you know, in great volume at high quality uh, before they can even think about going to another. And of course, the other thing that they even have on the table that is rumored that it is coming that there is going to be some sort of uh, possible um, release or showing of it is, of course, the $25,000 Model Next. That yeah. car is going to use the 4680s, we believe, as well. All these all these are vying for the batteries that Tesla doesn't even have at this point. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, the Sprinter van is way down in the priority <laughs> list, I understand. But, man, that is that is a definite win that's out in front of them, just waiting for them to pick it. So, so the news did come out that uh, the semi truck, uh, Tesla was able to get exemptions on the uh, European and U.S. Uh, markets to to make them heavier than regular trucks. So that's just guaranteeing, according to uh, a tweet that Elon either replied to or liked on, that uh, that they would be able to uh, guarantee that they are going to give you the full usability that a regular Class Eight truck gives you with uh, with combustion and that's that's incredible i mean yeah yeah hockey day just made a comment about that uh, oh yeah an article but uh there was um so it's going to weigh less and have that extra bonus because it's supposed to have these heavy batteries so you actually get an extra couple tons out of it (laughs) exactly just just like the building of starship anything saved in the weight of starship goes towards payload so uh a semi of course is is limited to certain weights on the road because the jurisdictions, of course, don't want you to run unlimited weights on the roads. It destroys the roads. Right. But yeah, still, they were modest, modest allowances that they allowed. Yeah. But if you but can take the, the allowance and already make add it. Add to it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a huge win uh, yeah. in the transportation industry. And again, I would just, I, I'm not sure why uh, they, if they could just produce a dozen or so of those semis, yeah. Get them into the hands of a couple of customers yeah. and let them start running the roads, like start collecting the data, start start doing the information. I think that would be a plus because we all believe that eventually Tesla is going to solve this battery constraint problem. And once it's solved, then the orders are really going to flow in for that truck based yeah. on the data that could be collected. So. I think they're going to sell out uh, five years once they start hitting the road. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Although that, that brings up another application for the semi. Uh, before the Sprinter van comes out, assuming that you need weight, uh, you could get your upfitter to to weld a box to the to the fifth wheel. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, and I, I've, you've seen those different artist uh, artist drawings of um, converting that one of the semi trucks into a huge camper. Like uh, they extend the wheelbase and they put a camper box on the thing and uh, you've got yourself a, a monster camper uh, available. So that'll be fun. That'll be, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think I think they'll be able to handle either some paint or a rat hockey day. <laughs> uh, what's he saying about the? Yeah, he said, he said Tesla doesn't offer enough colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, you can have any color you want as long as you apply the wrap after you purchase it. Yes, so, uh, and yeah, FedEx is definitely uh, among others. Uh, well, they have like a hundred ma- major companies that were waiting on a pre-order. Those should purchase one long range minus thirty at night is pretty normal in that area. Range drop. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it is, but it, it's also running in the city or within the region of uh, Sudbury. So, you know, you've got yourself a, a supercharger there, and uh, you have the ability to plug the vehicle in after an eight-hour shift. Yeah, I, I think you're going to be fine. And these ones will have heat pumps because they're new. That's right. Yeah, so they're going to have that extra bonus too. So. Well, uh, that about comes to the end of the show. We're a little bit early. If anyone's got some questions, you can certainly fire them into the uh, stream. Um, If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at the end of the show here. That helps us out. And press that subscribe button. And if you want, of course, to be um, notified, uh, click that bell. And uh, when the show goes to air, automatically you will be alerted. So a What's studio guy has a, has a good point. He's asking if uh, Tesla will be able to produce a few Cybertrucks before the end of the year just to say they did some in 2021. What's your thought on that, Casey? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can they? Yes, but will they? I don't I don't think that they will now at this point. Uh, I, don't they were... it, I don't think it matters to them. Like I, I really, Exactly. I, I think that's that's not a moral victory they're looking for. Uh, they would they would much rather get the Model Ys up and running smoothly because that yeah. is a cash cow for them. Uh, any vehicles that uh, the Cybertruck is going to put out, of course, the first ones are going to be tests because they'll be the very first mass production of a Cybertruck. Yeah. Um, I think they're they're going to want to make sure that everything is running smoothly so they can ramp it up uh, quicker. So. I don't think they're looking for a moral victory just to get a few out in 2021. They could certainly do that if they wanted to, but I just don't think it's on their radar at this point. Yeah, because they're anti-selling everything else right now, but from the S all the way to the Y, and to put the to, to have the truck seen out there in production form, I think would then just make more pre-orders that they already they already have enough of for quite a while. But as Hockey Day says, we might by the end of the year see the beta trucks i was hoping that we'd see a token delivery event but then when we found out that the batteries aren't there in the quantity that they need uh that that's when 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 they started moving to 2022 in fact uh if you go to the cybertruck website right now and you try to order one it it says uh delivery start sometime in 2022 (laughs) yeah and and we know of course that uh the, the 4680s uh, are critical uh, for the Cybertruck. They're, they're, they're definitely going to be the battery of choice, unlike the Model Y that we believe will be rolling out of uh, Giga Texas uh, sometime near the end of the year here. Uh, they're going to probably be rolling off the lines to start with with the uh, 
2680s. Um, it's, it seems that that is going to be uh, the, uh, the battery of choice uh, based on its availability. Yeah. Uh, Studio Guy's friend says that uh, uh, he was transferred to, from Fremont to Austin, says for sure, nope. Uh, I would agree with, uh, with that friend there. Uh, Naki Day would like a Tesla RV. And Derek is asking if I've if, if we've ever bottomed out our car on a steep driveway, and I've done it with uh, a spring, uh, so basically non-air ride Model S loaner, my Model S, and my Model X, uh, even with the high suspension settings. Have you ever bottomed out the three? I have never bottomed out the three. Knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't hard, but you, you, it's like, Ugh, you, you and can I, do back it. up and do and, it again. Uh, <laughs> and it's. Uh, you know, I, I would just say that if you live in an area where you've got those steep uh, inclines or declines, just think coming in on an angle. Uh, the angle angle and the slow. Best way, that's <laughs> where you can do it, for sure. You might even have to get some people to get out. <laughs> but, but Casey, as, as you and I know, owning volts, yes. uh, it was a little bit low to the ground. In it was. Cases. And first, especially Gen 1 uh, yeah. was, uh, was very low. So, yeah, it definitely does not sound good. I would agree, Derek, definitely. Derek says it sounds horrible. Absolutely. Hockey day. Uh, do you think the twenty-five thousand dollar vehicle will be announced next year? So twenty twenty-two. I think I'm going to bet that we're going to hear an announcement about the model next, as we like to call it, the twenty-five thousand dollar U.S. vehicle. I'm going to say before the end of this year. I'm going to say it's going to be something. There's, there's something going to be revealed about the body or something is going to happen showing us what the car is going to look like. I, I'd say that's going to happen within the next six months. My understanding is they either just finished or just broke ground on the Chinese design center. So uh, based on what we've seen of the way that Tesla does construction, uh, well, all the Muscos do construction, I would suspect that we see product coming out of there as early as the end of this month. But um, maybe by the end of the year, we'll we'll get some kind of clues as to what's going on with the Model Next. So you would agree that we're going to see something about the Model Next other than bad artist drawings that aren't coming from Tesla? Uh, well, Tesla gave us one, and I don't know yeah, why people yeah. don't use that instead, because it, yeah. it, it's more realistic than putting Tesla's nose on somebody else's car. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting, interesting. Ordered a dual motor December 2019 or a tri-motor before FSD 7k increase will the tri-motor deliver first um, it depends on equipment so what you'll see is that um, if, if your tri-motor is coming in in a, in a trim that they are already making batches of you'll see that first and then if your uh, long range is is one that they're making in serial production then you'll see that one come first uh, but they would definitely appreciate the extra profit they typically go with the higher price ones out the door first, unless uh, there's something, you know, that's in the midst of that, that, that they, if they can only do one, it's typically the higher priced. Yeah. Um, the Day suggests that perhaps Fremont employees are being tra transferred to Austin for training. I would say that they definitely are doing cross training, but from what I've seen of uh, the mobile techs and the techs in the shop, they actually bring you to Fremont rather than Fremont to you. And but that might still slow him down. Yeah. Uh, the last question we'll take is the Derek question. 
uh, about the U.S. government. Are they going to sign the new EV tax incentive bill this year? I'm not American, so I got no clue. What do you think, Casey? Um, I'm seeing rumors that the 7500 is back. I haven't looked into the details to see if it was done yet. And then on top of all of that, they, they did push through the uh, small infrastructure plan. That was the one that had the uh, charging stations and such. And then the house was waiting on the 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 honeypot to come through the the 3.5 trillion dollar and it looks like they they got enough of that to to start sending it into the white house so i'm gonna keep an eye on it i'm, I'm curious as well not that i'm in the market for another car anytime soon yeah but for those that are you may want to kind of hang around uh I, i'm not sure if it's going to be quick enough for you though that's the only it's the only right because they, they might take they might put a, a start date, like, hey, if it wasn't in service by this time, or if it wasn't in service before this time, it doesn't count. Yeah. And uh, Hockey Day brings up a good point about one of the senators is trying to torpedo this, and thankfully uh, he's unlikely to succeed. So this is really uh, him making a big show and a big stink to say, see, uh, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, there could, there could be a cap. There could be a, uh, a price on, on uh, family income, too. So there's a number of things that could happen. So this is this is definitely in motion. Uh, there's a number of things that are going to move around before this gets signed for sure. Yep. Well, with that, we want to thank all of you for watching and participating in the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, Casey, any shout outs here at the end? So I just got a software update last week and the game's finally down downloaded a week after that. So I've got to shoot the games and then um, that is about ready to go. So we'll see uh, my latest deep dive into a software update and, and I've actually planned it out and I've used cameras that, that don't make me upset to use them and so uh, it won't take <laughs> it won't take two months to get this video out. Have you heard anything about the Disney Plus? Uh, um, mine doesn't have the Disney Plus one but I've seen photos of folks with the Disney Plus one. Okay, so it's also, starting to roll out there. Yes, also uh, the Model S refresh has uh, in the latest update for it uh, they now have camera-based auto park instead of ultrasonic-based. So they're no longer parking blind. All you have to do is pass a stall and you get the same interface. Uh, but instead of shifting to reverse with the stalk, because there's no stalk, um, you push and hold on the park button for a moment and then it'll start the auto park. It, it, it behaves just like ours do with the cars, but it's doing it with lines. In fact, it gets really close to the lines, but thankfully since it's an empty parking spot, you don't have to uh, wonder, is it going to hit the car <laughs> or not? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that, we will see you all next week. And we will find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Have yourselves a great week. <laughs>